Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Hello, hello. Well, you guys are, this section's rowdy over here. I like it. Thank you for being here. Welcome. We have our ushers that have come forward, and uh, if you're new around here, this is a, a time when we do an offering together, uh, and so they are going to pass these bags uh, across the rows and um, give you an opportunity to partner with the kingdom of God and with the, the work that is, that is happening for that kingdom through this church. Um, but first, if you would pray with me, that would be wonderful. Uh, Lord, we, we prayed this morning, come Holy Spirit, and I believe that you did. And so I'm going to just pray that you make yourself comfortable and you just take up more of this room, take up more of this space, pray that you would be invading our uh, area, that people who are sitting here today who have maybe never felt you before or seen you or heard you, that you would show up in a, a new and exciting, incredible way for them. Pray for any of those of us who feel like we know you and we've seen the work that you do and we've heard your voice before that you would, you would reveal yourself in a new way. We give you this, this offering. We just pray that it is pleasing to you and that you would do whatever you want with it, that you would lead us to the next right thing that we're supposed to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Whew. Um, if I look like I've been crying, it's because worship happened a few minutes ago, and I was. And I don't, I don't even really, it, it, was, it was just one of those things where that, that line came up, he is for you. He is for you. And it just repeated, and it just, it just kept hitting. Just the, the heaviness that, that exists knowing that so many people don't believe that. that. That he's for you. Just that so many of my friends and family, they will have uh, good days or weeks or months, but something will happen and they'll, they'll say basically that God is against me, that um, where is God when this is going on, or they're, they're, they're angry with him in some way, and just, just that truth and that reminder that he is for you, and we might not get it all the way. We might, we might not understand the, the ways that he's moving, but he is for you. I want to talk today about the Holy Spirit. And uh, for some of you, maybe you grew up in church and you heard the Holy Spirit called the Holy Ghost. He's kind of the scary one. And, and he is... He is kind of scary. We're going to jump in just a second here. Genesis chapter 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God, this is the Holy Spirit, the ghost, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, 
and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. The Holy Spirit is present at the beginning of all of creation. He's a part of it. Uh, this is where the idea of the Trinity is first kind of revealed to us in this very beginning in Genesis. The Trinity is uh, mind-boggling, that the God we serve is expressed in three persons, that it's the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and that they're not separate uh, working individually, that they are one being who kind of is manifest in different ways. Um, one of the easiest things for my brain is to just think about, uh, you know, water uh, in a certain state is frozen. In another state, it turns to vapor. It's all H2O, but at different times, it expresses itself differently. Uh, if you were to look at it and say, well, these are these are three different things. Well, yes and no. In the book of John, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That this triune being has been there from the start of it all. That the Holy Spirit is not something that came later. Um, that even in the Old Testament, before Jesus was ever born, he was a part of the creation process with the Father. That even though no one had seen him in person yet, the Son existed as well. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, uh, or if you have an older Bible, the Holy Ghost, it says that... It, it would move upon people at various times. It would, it would move upon various people for various purposes. And it's kind of like, I guess, if you want to picture, um, picture God as a quarterback of a football team. And the quarterback of the football team is in charge of calling plays and carrying them out. And for a lot of us, if we're watching the game on TV or if we're there, um, we're, we're going to be yelling for, like, go deep, throw it. Like, he's the quarterback. He's known kind of for throwing, right? But the quarterback may say, we only need four yards. We only need four yards. This is going to be a handoff. This is where I'm going to pass it to a certain individual to carry out a certain purpose. We only need four yards. I'm not going to throw it this time. I'm going to do something different for this particular situation. So in the Old Testament, there are stories all over the place. We have stories like Moses, who is uh, crying out at one point that everything is unfair. He calls on God to kill him. He says, just kill me. You've put me in charge of all these people, and they are the whiniest whiners of, of wine town, and I can't do it. I'm done. I can't do, just kill me. I didn't sign up for this. They're the chosen people. My tuchus. I don't want it. It says in Numbers chapter 11, the Lord said to Moses, then bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take of the, Holy, of the spirit that is on you and put that spirit on them. They will help you carry the burden of all the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. And so this is the quarterback throwing the ball because at that particular moment, the kingdom of God needed wisdom. And so he needs to spread that wisdom out. In the book of Judges, we see a character named Samson. It says in Judges 13, the woman gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew in the Lord and the Lord blessed him. 
And the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the ghost, began to stir him while he was in Mahana Dan between Zorah and Eshtol. This is God throwing the ball in a particular, maybe this one is like a screen pass. Maybe this one is uh, a shotgun. Maybe this one is, you know, whatever. But he's calling a certain play because at this time, with Samson, the kingdom needs strength. And so the Spirit of God ends up empowering Samson in a, in a strong and powerful way. In the book Exodus, chapter 35, we meet a character named Bezalel. Bezalel, Bezalel is not really well known, but I like Bezalel um, because he's artistic and creative and he teaches other people how to be artistic and creative. It says, Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he's filled him with the Spirit of God. He's filled him with the Holy Spirit, with skill, ability, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts to make artistic designs for work in gold silver and bronze to cut and set stones he's talking about this guy's making jewelry but also um, building structures gave him the ability to work in wood and to engage in all kinds of artistic craftsmanship he's given both him and Ohiliab son of uh, something something <clears throat> Mine's blurred out. Of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He's filled them with the skill to do all kinds of work as craftsmen, designers, embroiderers, and blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, and weavers, all of them master craftsmen and designers. This is God throwing... <laughs> A different kind of past because at this time the kingdom needs creativity the kingdom needs artistry you'll see this same pattern with people all throughout the Bible all through the Old Testament Abraham David Jonah Joshua Gideon Noah Job and on and on and on and on where the Spirit of God would move upon certain people at certain times for certain purposes how many of you have ever had that kind of argument or uh, thought process in your head that, well, I don't really know what I can do for God. I wish there was something I could do for God, but I don't really, like, maybe you feel like you don't have a spiritual gift, but maybe you're really good at working on cars, or maybe you're really good uh, at, you know, painting. You're really good at music of some kind, and you're going, man, I just wish though that I had, I wish I had a church gift. I want you to know you have a church gift. And that it could be that the Spirit of God is the thing that has been giving you that gift from the beginning. Uh, the old Hebrew word is ruach, ruach, and it means the breath, or the wind, or the spirit, or the ghost. That this spirit, this ghost, is like the wind or like the breath of God. In John chapter 3, we see Jesus teaching a man named Nicodemus. It says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council, he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs that you were doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again from above. How can a man be born when he's old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter for a second time into his mother's womb to be born. 
Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying that you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And so apparently the, the Holy Spirit is like the wind, blowing wherever it will, and it can't be controlled. And you can't really figure it out like where it's coming from. If we turn on a fan in our house, we, we know the direction that the wind is coming from. But a lot of times, if you're outside, it's just swirling, and it's changing directions quickly. And uh, maybe you'll, you'll try to to put something up to block wind in a certain place. Have you ever tried to escape the smoke from a fire? And it follows you, and you're saying, I hate white rabbits and different things. Which I don't know what that is. I don't know. It doesn't work. Because you can't, you can't control the wind. It says, so it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. Those who are born again, that... So it is like that, how you can't escape the smoke. So it is like that, the Spirit of God is like the wind in that way. What is wind like? The wind is free to do what it wants. Uh, the wind is random. The wind is refreshing. The wind lowers the temperature but sometimes the wind raises the temperature. The wind can make hot things hotter, fan them into flames. The wind uh, can move things. The wind can be harsh. Sometimes the wind can throw sand at you when you don't want it to. The wind can stir things up. Have you ever left your garbage out at the wrong time? Like you, you were gonna clean that pile of stuff up and then the wind rearranged it. <laughs> for you. The wind can calm your soul. The wind can be super relaxing. The wind can carry fragrances from faraway places to you. I've stood on the beaches in Northern California and in all sorts of parts of Florida and just the smells that, that arrive that you're like, I know some good, some bad. The wind reminds us that we're free. Um, some of the most incredible experiences of my life have been on dirt bikes, on horses, and on mountaintops, where wind is playing a significant role with all of them. That flying 70 miles an hour through a trail on a dirt bike, the wind is a big part of what you're experiencing. Being on a horse in open air just reminding you that you're free, you're not chained up. In John chapter 1, sorry, in Acts chapter 1, this is John again reminding us, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 6 says, So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That the Spirit was given for a, at a certain time in a certain place for certain purposes, but that now, so it is with you, and so it is with me, and all of us who have been given this gift from Jesus. If you've given your life to Jesus, one of the, the gifts that you receive, you know, when we say you're, you're being born again, uh, what's the day that you're born on called? Your birthday. What do you get on your birthday? Gifts. You are giving gifts 
of the Holy Spirit. Later on in this story, um, the apostle Peter stands up in a crowd and he quotes the prophet Joel from the Old Testament. He says this in Acts chapter 2. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. On all people. Like on, on all of you. I swear, it doesn't matter how many times I say it, there will be whatever percentage of you that walk out and go, yeah, that was nice, that was for somebody else, not for me. Like, no matter what. Like, but it says for all people, yeah, but I think they meant like, no, for, for you. And so today we have access to this, to this power, this power of the Holy Spirit. How do you know when that power is on you? How do you know when that kind of wind is upon you? Because the Holy Spirit can manifest itself in many, 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 many ways. Uh, when I was a, a very new believer, I became kind of obsessed with the experiencing the Holy Spirit part of things. Because um, it's, it's fun. And it's good. And it makes you know, know, know that God is real and that he's powerful and that he can do incredible things and change things and he can alter bad situations and turn them into good things. It just is, it's incredible. And so you can, you can develop an addiction to the Holy Spirit and chase the Holy Spirit. And sometimes in that addiction, I feel like what I had is sometimes I would try to force the Holy Spirit to move in a certain way. I would try to force the Holy Spirit to, to, all right, you did this last week, God. I brought two friends. I want to show them what it looks like. So just come on, do it again. Come on. Do it again. Then he wouldn't do it. And I'm like, guys, I swear. I swear. It was crazy last week. The Holy Spirit can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. It can be random, messy, mysterious, violent, peaceful, beautiful, harsh, scary, fascinating, unexpected. And so uh, today and this next week, I just want to explore a little bit more about what that looks like. Um, the caveat would, would just be that um, crazy things can happen when the Holy Spirit is given access, when the Holy Spirit is given access to roam about and do what he pleases, some crazy things can go on. And so maybe you have been uh, to a church at some point and you heard people speaking in tongues and you were like, I'm out. And then you came here. <laughs> I have bad news for you. It happens here sometimes. Um, and I didn't grow up going to church, and so a lot of this is still new to me. And some of it still weirds me out a little bit. And one of the things I've really had to, to make an agreement with God about is that whatever it is that you want to do, Lord, I want to be open to it. I don't want to be a fool but I also don't want to feel like I'm so smart that I, I cancel anything that you're going to do. And so the Holy Spirit sometimes can manifest itself through laughter. I've been in auditoriums before where laughter broke out and just, it went across the room like the wave at a Reds game. And I'm going, what is going on? This is ridiculous. This is crazy. It, it, can, it can manifest itself with outbursts sometimes from people where they, they, they yell out certain things. It can manifest itself where some people will, you know, they will fall out in the spirit. They will, they'll go unconscious. This was one of the ones where I struggled with massively because every time I said, that's a faker, faker, faker. 
And also, I had the bad experience of being in an atmosphere once where uh, incredible worship was going on. They were, they were calling on the Holy Spirit to move um, just in a powerful way. Cool things were going on. But someone came up to pray for me at one point, and they, I, I said it was fine for them to lay hands on me. It's 2021 now. Where it's, you you got to ask. None of, you, none of you handsy prayers. You better ask. Is it okay if I put like a, a pinky on your shoulder? They asked if they could pray for me. I said yes, and they're praying. But at one point, they bopped me. They gave me a hula. And they tried to knock me down. And I was this knob, bubba, knob. And so I just kind of like, mm. Sorry, I didn't fall for your thing. And then it was a, a, a year or so later, I was at another uh, gathering of some kind where worship was taking place. And um, I prayed for a lady that I did not know. I put my hand on her shoulder. I did not push her. And she collapsed. And she, and I'm kind of like, <laughs> but, and it's, this is, this is going to sound super bad, but it was a, it was a, it was a sign from God for me because this lady, she fell down unconscious and uh, she was spilling out all over the place and she didn't pull her shirt down. And it was a thing where anyone in the world who was in control of their body would have shimmied their shirt down. <laughs> they just would have. And she was just out. And it was this thing that it's like, I think she's, I think something, I think, I think something happened. I don't know what I did. I've been prayed for before where while people were praying, their hands suddenly felt like they were on fire. I've been prayed for by a group of people where I had my eyes closed, but I suddenly saw a vision of a large glowing hand reach into my body and take something out. The Holy Spirit can manifest itself in all sorts of different ways. And one thing that we're not called to be, um, we're not called to be, Jesus came to take away our sins, not our brains. Like, we're supposed to call out falsehood. But the hard thing is that we're supposed to continue to invite anything that God wants to do to happen. And so to be in that tension, in that place of saying, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to do anything fake. I don't want, you know, I've heard people speak in tongues before, but I could like make out, like they're like, your mama got a Honda. I'm like, what? That was, you just made that up. I don't think that was. Anyways, we could get into deep theological debates about this stuff. What I want to talk about is, uh, today is the day-to-day -day stuff of the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit affect our daily lives? What kind of situations do we find ourselves being affected by the Holy Spirit? Like, do we need to take it? I've had to take a day off work because of the Holy Spirit before. As I was preparing for this message, it struck me that there are some common characteristics, though, that kind of go along with the Holy Spirit when he's on display. And so I wanted to share those with you today and then uh, some more interesting things next week. Uh, one of the common characteristics that goes along with the Holy Spirit being a part of your life, if you're wondering, uh, how do I know if the Holy Spirit is upon me or if he's active in my life or anything, the number one for me is that you start feeling conviction. You start feeling conviction. I didn't feel conviction until I experienced the Holy Spirit. 
conviction was like suddenly I'm aware of the wrong that is around me and I'm aware of the wrong that's in me and I I don't feel okay with it anymore. Uh, Have you ever had like a, a heated conversation with somebody and you left the situation unresolved and it was just the whole thing was gross and you cool down eventually and Uh, Maybe you slow the car down and begin to breathe again, and you become fully aware of how gigantic a jerk you are. Like, uh, I ruined it. Just that, that becoming aware of something, of how you blew it, or convicted of, you know, this thing that I used to not care about whatsoever that didn't bother me. It bothers me now. It's just conviction. This is one of the signs that the Holy Spirit is in your midst. Galatians chapter 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And further in chapter 5, he says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you cannot gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. And so maybe you've been a part of an addiction or you've been a part of a, a, just a bad behavior that you justified at some point was, well, it's, it's okay. I've done a million of those. But then the Holy Spirit is upon you and you go, mm, you know what? It isn't right. It isn't. I can't. I can't do that. It doesn't matter if I can get away with it. It's not okay. So true freedom uh, lives in that direct opposition of what the world would tell us brings freedom to us. Um, a lot of us are chasing after kind of false freedom. We, we confuse freedom with escape, being able to escape We think that freedom comes when we can escape um, situations or circumstances or how we feel. um, And ah, yada, yada. I'm going to run out of time. I got to move on. Here's what I'll say. I I don't think my sister minds me sharing this. She said uh, a long time ago, My sister was addicted to crack cocaine and heroin for many years. Um, She has been clean and sober for over two years now. (laughs) But she, she she became a believer, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. 15 years ago and still... The addiction is going on. The, the drug use is still going on. But I just, I remember saying, the Holy Spirit has ruined crack for me. <laughs> it's conviction. That's like when you're in your darkest place and you don't, no, like you're in your, your secret hole of just... I'm doing whatever I want, and this is something that's always going to make me feel good, and Holy Spirit ruined this one for me. (laughs) Another friend of mine who is an addict for many years uh, said that after he became a believer, he still struggled with drug addiction, but that every time he would go to use, the Holy Spirit brought a picture back into his head that He didn't even remember initially, but during one of his kind of crazy high sessions that another drug friend of his had a little toddler daughter and that they were heating up a pipe of some kind and that uh, they weren't paying attention and they turned and this pipe burned the little girl's forehead. And he said every time he went to use, this picture of this little girl flashed into his head saying, don't, don't do it. Don't do it for her. It's a, a conviction 
that comes about that it's just it's the Holy Spirit. I used to yell at my kids and be way more okay with it. <laughs> now a lot of times I'll yell at them about something and the Holy Spirit says, Nope, gotta go apologize. Can't do that. I used to be able to walk past people on the street who were, you know, they, they just looked like they, they were having, they just looked rough. They looked like they were having a horrible time. And I could just not even glance at them and not care at all. And now I can't walk past them without being stirred in some way. And it's just this, it's this calling to, at the very least, you got to pray for him. At the very least, you have to just pray a blessing over him. Maybe some of you, you look at your, your family or your friends and the gossip that goes on all the time, and suddenly you're like, this is, this is not fun and funny. This is gross. And if we're talking about that, they're probably talking about me like that when I'm not here, and I don't want to be a part of that. It's just, it's where you start waking up to the things that are around you. It's like a, the Holy Spirit is like, you're the fish who suddenly recognized it's in the water. You start seeing people differently. You start becoming more aware of injustices that are in the world. You start recognizing parts of yourself that you don't like and you want to get rid of. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. Another sign that the Holy Spirit is upon you is you'll be inspired you will be inspired by things. Um, inspired, like just in awe of certain things. Uh, when the Holy Spirit is upon you, it will drive you to want to make music, to do art, to explore things, to, um, to bond with nature, <laughs> to read the stories of others. You know, whenever we watch any, any of those shows, any American Idol or reality TV type things, the, the thing that gets you to root for someone is like they have to have some kind of an inspiring story. The Holy Spirit gives you inspiration to start rooting for the kingdom and rooting for God to be a part of your life. Another sign that the Holy Spirit is upon you is... Um, I would say you become infused with courage. You become infused with courage. Acts chapter 27. Uh, in this chapter, the Apostle Paul has a dream, and he decides that he wants to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Caesar. And God says, I like it. He also says, for it to happen, you're going to have to be arrested, and you're going to have to be beaten, and you'll be dragged to Rome. It won't be a vacation, and ultimately, you'll be killed. Do you, do you still want to do it? Paul says, yep, sign me up. Everybody has uh, challenges and storms that come and conflicts that face you, um, and, and you'll, you'll live through most of them. But as you live through it, in the midst of it, um, when the Holy Spirit is upon you, you don't suffer. You don't have dread. You have courage. You don't have worry and fear and doubt that it's not going to work out. You are filled up with this supernatural courage that only comes from the Holy Spirit. In Psalm chapter 16, David talks about this. 
He says, I've set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You are for me. He's saying again and again, the courage that I have is because I know you are for me. You are not against me. You're for me. When you know that God is for you, this is one of those instant, like, you you are just, (laughs) you are um, preparing the stage for the Holy Spirit to move. He says, Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with your joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And so the Holy Spirit, um, kind of some of the symptoms that you might have caught the Holy Spirit are conviction, inspiration, and courage. And I think a big one is just recognizing that it's not about, it's not really about you. All of the times I was trying to force the Holy Spirit to show up and do something cool, it was, a lot of it was about me. And so I couldn't really get it to, I couldn't really get it to work. Um, I, last week I had a, um, I, I just had an encounter with the Holy Spirit while I, it popped into my head uh, as I was taking a shower to pray for uh, a, just a friend of mine and their, their family and stuff that they had going on, a little bit of it that I knew about, and it just popped in my head, and so it was, it was going to be like a, it was going to be like an armpit prayer, like I will pray this thing like in the time it takes me to do my left armpit, like it's going to be a quick little ditty. And I just, and I prayed, but it just, it kept, it kept going. And it was this instance where I knew that the Holy Spirit was up to something because I started crying. And I wasn't crying about sad things, I was crying about possibilities and I was crying about future celebration. Just kept going, kept praying for everybody and their family and praying about all kinds of stuff that really didn't make any sense. Like things that I don't think they were asking for, but I was asking for it for them. And so it just keeps going and going. And, and I said, all right, well, I have got to wash my hair at some point. So, God, if, I say, God, if there's anything, if, if you have a word that you want me to pass along to them from you, then I will gladly do that. If there's anything that you want me to tell them, like a, a word or a phrase or whatever, a picture, anything that you want to do. And what I found myself doing is I was starting to make things up. Like it wasn't coming, and so I started making up, well, oh, this would be a good word. Well, man, that would be a good word for them. No, that's not what I, I don't want that word. No, I'm making that word up. God, do you have a word for them? I'm just making some up that fit really well. And I wasn't able to, I wasn't able, I wasn't getting anything uh, that wasn't made up by me. And so I was like, well, okay, I don't, just don't have anything to share with them. Get out of the shower, go on about the day. Uh, I'm walking into a different room at some point and this this word pops up and it says dare I said dare I look over at uh, this piece of artwork that we have in our house that has a, a big giant few paragraphs on it and laser focused in on just the word dare I was like oh that okay that's the word then 
I'll give that word to them, but I don't know what that would mean, um, but I'll pass it along. And uh, so I just told them, you know, I was praying for you all morning. Um, I hope everything's going okay. I just felt like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I, said, I, I told them they owed me money because I spent like an hour working on their stuff for the Lord. <laughs> And I said, and I have a word uh, dare for you. And uh, they, just, they just texted back that you have no idea uh, how crazy it's been. We got in the biggest fight we've ever been in last night. Uh, I've been sick over it. And... Just it just went on and on and on, but it was a confirmation that God had moved in a certain way. I have more things, but I'm I'm out of time. Here's what I want to end today with. Um, I want to go deeper into Holy Spirit stuff next week. Uh, but today, I want to just invite you to take part in some of the, the process that I took part in that was extremely beneficial to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to move however he would like to and to just be open to anything that he wants to do, which could involve you looking like a crazy person. It could involve uh, you being embarrassed. It could involve... Um, you giving money away, it could involve all sorts of things that you may not want to do. And just to ask yourself, are you open to that? Do you want the Holy Spirit to be active in your life? Or he's, he's moving in powerful ways. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. And we pray together, we pray in your name for the Holy Spirit to come and to have his way, that we would be open vessels, that we would be as light and airy as we need to be to be able to to, to move this way or that way with the wind that comes from whatever direction. And so we say, have your way, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way because we believe that you are for us. You are for us and not against us. And if you're for us, then it means only good can come from you. And we believe that you are good. I pray for anyone in this room who is in that place of um, just being agnostic, of... of Maybe they've made a decision that, um, well, maybe God is real and maybe he isn't. There's no way that you can prove it either way. Uh, that they would know and experience the proof that I experienced. And the, the proof for me was your Holy Spirit moving in powerful ways in my life. And I know it can't be anyone else's truth that they got to experience that same thing. And so I pray that you would break through to them, that you would show them pictures, you would uh, let them dream dreams, you would reveal to them that uh, a lot of those things that they've called coincidences have been you in disguise all along. I pray that you would just reveal yourself in a powerful way. We say, come Holy Spirit. Come and show off.
make true believers out of on-the-fence believers. I feel like somebody in the room today, um, there's a word for you that is cardiac. That cardiac might mean something to you. Um, If that's you, if you want to come and find me after the service, um, we can pray about it more. I feel like there are multiple people here who need to hear the message that you are not abandoned. That you're not unlovable. That you're not a mistake. Lord, I pray if there's anybody in the room that is um, getting any kind of word in particular or if they feel like it's for a certain person, uh, that, that they would be able to find each other in this room later today, that you would connect the dots, that you would make uh, certain people in this room more brave than they've ever been before because maybe they've never done something like that. but that you would be highlighting people for them. I pray that you would move through them and show them the way that they can be a conduit. So Lord, we just ask that you get us out of the way and you have free room. It's all about you. We thank you that we get to play in your playground. We love you, Lord. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, you guys, last thing. If you didn't get one of these on your way in, we have these little bags of sunflower seeds. Don't eat them. They taste terrible. (laughs) These are for planting And we want to invite you to uh, take one with you and take another one to a friend or family member or maybe somebody that you work with. It has a little message on it. Uh, It's just uh, an opportunity to help create beautiful things in the world Um, because a lot of people are in need of that right now. God bless you. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.